Darren, we'd better turn around. Why? Because I've seen enough horror movies to know any weirdo wearing a mask is never friendly. We are the things that were and shall be again. What was that film you were watching? Death, death, death. Death, death, death. Part two. Oh, Lord. Fuck the front time, bitch! What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Tim Trashmouth Mills, and today's guest is the one and only John Martello of the bands Rock Bottom and Dreams Well. If you haven't heard it yet, Rock Bottom dropped a brand new album a few weeks back called Speedway. I highly recommend it, and it's available on all streaming platforms currently, so check it out if you haven't. And also, just a quick reminder that I record these episodes pretty far in advance usually, just to make sure that I don't run out of guests and stuff like that. So this episode was recorded at the end of September, so at the time we hadn't seen Pearl or Barbarian, so we talk about how we're excited to see it and stuff like that, and that's why it seems like we're talking about the movie like it's not out yet. However, John joined us last month for our News and Reviews episode, and we went full spoilers chatting about both of those films, so make sure you go check that out if you want to hear both of our thoughts on that, so... With all that being said, make sure you go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all updates on the podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by signing up for the Trash Mouth Horror Club for only $2 a month. The link for that is in the description. It's over on Patreon, and I'll send you some stickers in the mail when you sign up, as well as give you a shout-out on a future episode and a couple other perks as well. So I hope you guys are having a happy October, and let's get into this week's interview. We can dive right in if that's cool with you. Yeah, man. I'm ready to go. Oh, yeah. So pretty much my first question is, you know, uh, you guys weren't really doing anything too active, you know, post-COVID until... Uh, you guys came back together. You did the, uh, you know, the Alien Starship, the two songs for that. And then, uh, of course, you know, announced the full uh, nine track record Speedway. You know, uh, what made you guys decide just to come together, you know, and do another record? And, you know, uh, are you guys excited to, you know, get on the road and, you know, support it and play it for the people? It's definitely as a result of COVID, which I feel like it's a lot of a lot of if, if I can say the one like positive thing came out of COVID was that a lot of bands who were just kind of inactive we're just kind of like fuck it let's let's write music again because covid yeah <laughs> you know um but yeah i mean it's john Lowe. we you know we were all i was i was still working i was i was considered to be essential at the time so i was i was still working but everybody else was kind of like unemployed or working at home and uh our guitarist john uh he came to us and he was just like he's like yo if i write a new rock bottom record you know, will you guys get behind this? And, you know, me, of course, I'm, I'm legit. Like, I'm like guy who says yes to every show. Like I, oh, yeah. it's like, Oh, you guys want to play like a basement in, in West Philly that, you know, is probably got like a bad mold problem. And I'm just like, fuck yeah, man, let's, let's lug shit down horrible steps and play in a cramped area. And I'm, I'm, I'm always the guy who says yes to things. So as soon as he did that, you know, and you know, we've been playing music like me, John, and our bassist Chris have been playing music together since we've been in band since like 2003. Yeah. Um, so like it's, it's, we've been, you know, we're, we're just, you know, we're, we're, we're best buds, you know, it's just like, we just like hanging out and making music together. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of how, you know, cause you know, I don't, it's like, I don't give a shit about like, you know, I mean, like I do give a shit, but I mean, like it's, it's mostly about just like, you know, creating shit with your friends kind of thing, you know, and, you know, I think during quarantine and, and during the pandemic, uh, you know, everybody was kind of reaching out to their friends and family. So 
that kind of you know that happened and we were just like fuck yeah let's do it and uh he, he gave us these songs and it was funny because all the uh all the drum tracks that he sent that were to the songs were from uh they were like drum samples from like the drummer from hell <laughs> like drum pack it was just like way above my skill level as as a drummer and i was just like but i i did uh you know i haven't played double bass you know rock bottom records have always been just with the one one bass drum pedal and i i was like fuck it like i haven't played double bass and like and uh you know 15 15 years i think i haven't touched double bass pedal yeah and then um there's not a lot of it on the record but i i just kind of like threw it through a couple parts in there just to kind of get back into it you know but oh, yeah. i mean that's pretty much it i mean and then we just you know we all listened to the songs over and over over quarantine got got in a and john was also living in california at the time too so he was he was sending these songs across country but then he moved back to philly and um you know we just we just recorded the songs and uh yeah and now we're just waiting it's, it's the long long process overdue <laughs> hell yeah no and that's uh some i know exactly what you mean though it's like uh the process was probably, you know, definitely lengthier when you like, you don't really come into contact in person and stuff, you know, you're waiting on the emails and stuff to get answered and stuff. Mm -hmm. So definitely uh, I could see how it would, uh, you know, you know, speed it up when you get back, you know, he, got, he came back over to the East coast and shit like that. So, but hell yeah. Now I'm super stoked for the record. Like I said, by the time this comes out, you know, people already have heard it, but you know, uh, so far you guys got, you know, four out of the nine songs out. And I mean, I've, I love all four. So super well, stoked to hear the other five. So, but hell yeah. Man. I'm really, uh, and uh, you know, I'll also say like the lyrical content is very much like created in the mind of somebody who was in quarantine. Cause I mean, it, it really, it just is all over the spectrum as far as like shit that the songs are about. Like, yeah, I mean, it goes from like hating your job to uh, a song about a, a song about caveman. Uh, we have two songs about fast and the furious. Fuck yes. Um, so, and we actually the name the the name of the album, there's the title track Speedway, is 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 totally about Fast and the Furious too. Yeah. So you know we it's I don't know it's like because basically during quarantine my friend John and uh, my roommate at the time were both like badgering me. They're like because I'd only I'd only seen the first three Fast and the Furious movies. And like, you know, I kind of attributed the first two, at least, and even the third one to like car culture, which is not, you know, like the people who hang out in like an Acme parking lot and have their, their hoods open. Yeah. And just, and it's like, I just kind of attributed to those dudes in high school and those dudes were always dicks to me in high school. So, but I watched the fourth Fast and the Furious movie and I was like, this is just an action movie. You know, this yeah. is not about, this is not about racing anymore. This is, this is an action movie. And then I watched the fifth. And then I watched the sixth and then I watched the seventh. And then I, I just like, I, they just get progressively more ridiculous per movie. And at one point I had heard that they were supposed to be, there was a rumor going around that there was going to be a crossover uh, fast and the furious Jurassic park movie. Oh shit. I wouldn't doubt it with the way that I, uh, fast and furious is going for sure. Yeah. And I, but I mean, all I thought about that was that, like, I think Jurassic Park at this point needs Fast and the Furious more than Fast and the Furious needs Jurassic Park. But yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I would have watched, you know, Dom Toretto like ride alongside a T Rex or something like that. You know, punch a raptor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, punch a raptor and say like family afterwards. I'm hundred percent in on that. <laughs> yeah. We even 
even on the record cover, if you look at the record cover, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker are 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 drawn into the record cover there. Oh yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, man. Yeah, he's got a halo over his head. Now, I'm a huge uh, Paul Walker fan, especially Tammy and the T Rex. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but that's a fucking uh, movie. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I I actually I I put on Tammy the T Rex the other night because I had seen. I want to say maybe I saw you post it and I've seen a couple other people I know post it. Mm. And uh, I, I felt, I was just like, I had taken a melatonin and I just was like, I watched like, a, I watched like maybe like 20 minutes of it before crashing out. And I, but I, I've, I've heard nothing but, you know, ridiculous things about this movie. So I, at some point I gotta, I gotta throw it back on. Cause I saw it's on shutter now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now you can watch it with Joe Bob. If you're a fan of the last driving or anything like that, but. Oh yeah. Grew but... up with that dude. Yeah, hell yeah. Now, uh, the fifth Fast and the Furious is actually my favorite one. The one where, like, The Rock first shows up when they're, like, yes. he's actually, like, a villain. That shit is actually, like, just a full-on good action movie to me. I don't Dude. know. But, and then, of course, after that, I mean, the next one is when he starts, like, throwing himself from, like, uh, tanks and shit like that, which, you know, the vault scene in that one's pretty wild, but just the fact... Oh, I love <laughs> the vault scene. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. It's, like, it's every time that an action scene begins in a Fast and the Furious movie, I'm just, like they're going to go there and I'm just going to sit back and, and enjoy the ride. You know, like it's, it's something it, they're just fun movies to turn my, to turn my brain off to, you know, you know, I, I, I can't stand, like I used to be like just a straight up, like, you know, snob about yeah. movies. I used to be like, you know, like it's not like David Lynch or, you know, something like that. Like I'm nice. <laughs> to love, I still love David Lynch movies, but like, you know, I'm, I'm, if anything, that's why I don't get into the the argument over like whether or not Marvel, like that whole thing about people talk about how Marvel is is ruining movies and how it isn't cinema and all this bullshit about that. Where I'm just like, I'm like, if you really want to boil it down to like what cinema is and was, it's like you know, the, there's the the Great Train Robbery. There's a silent movie. And it literally made people like jump out of their seats because they didn't understand what movies were. Yeah. And it's always been about spectacle. Like it's not, it's just because your movie has some kind of, you know, deep moral, uh, you know, something symbolic in it. That's, that's, that's hidden there or has this really, you know, and not to say that movies can't and should, shouldn't have those messages, but like, if anything, man, it's all about, it's all about enjoying yourself. No, I, uh, I'm the same way. Like, uh, I don't think I ever was like like too full on about it, but I was definitely kind of like snobby about like I don't know like if somebody was like oh I've seen these films I'm like oh well, I've seen these films you know what I mean like yeah now no, now, now I definitely kind of see it as like um I, I I'm with you like I enjoy films for like what they are pretty much but like uh so like the only times I will hold a film of like like to a high standard is if it's like it puts itself at that high standard if that makes sense you know what i mean like okay. if it's a new darren aronofsky film i'll watch that and like put that in the lens of like okay if this isn't good it's like you know what i mean like i'll put that like that's not something i'll watch with the same lens as like a fast and the furious 12 you know what i mean like right stuff Spe- like spectrum yeah so like same. it's so that's my thing is like it's like loving all the freddy films you know what i mean like you're allowed to love all the freddy films but then you're also allowed to you know turn on blue velvet or you know lost yeah. highway or some shit so oh, you know, dude, uh, i love I love the the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Um, I like adore those movies. Like, yeah. I, it, those movies. I mean, and you know, oddly enough, the I think the weakest out of those series. I mean, I guess Hellraiser is probably the weakest out of like the big 
Yeah. If you if you want to if you want to talk about like sequels, it's probably probably the weakest. But I think the once next, it drops, it drops. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I really like maybe the first three Halloween movies. I would I would say I really like. Yeah. But yeah, no Friday the Thirteenth. I I will watch even even Jason takes Manhattan, even Jason goes to hell, Jason X, um, Jason versus Freddy. Like I, I just, I, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just like a, I think I'm just a fanboy for, for Jason. Yeah. No, I enjoy the Jason movies myself. And that's the thing is a lot of them are like, uh, like for the, f- the first, uh, well, the first one, you know, of course is the mom, but then two, three and four, you know, four mixes it up quite a bit, but two and three are essentially like close to the same film. And then it's, they're very similar to one, just with Jason doing the killing instead of the mom. So like one, two and three are very similar films, but mm. I can still watch them back to back on the same night and not feel like bogged down by it. You know what I mean? So it just shows how like fun those films are. And like they're straight to the point in a way that uh, they don't like, uh, even though they are like very similar, like when you were to sit here and like say what happens in the film, when you're watching them, it doesn't feel, feel as similar you know what i mean like of course all it is is people go out to a campsite and then get killed you know one by one that's literally what happens in the first three and it's like there's really no other plot lines to it but uh it's just like they feel so different than you know each other and uh the characters all play out differently and like so you relate to people differently and all this stuff so yeah i don't i'm right there with you that's one thing that uh the other films you know they try too hard from the start you know with like uh hellraiser like by the third one they you know turned it into like a slasher film which that one was fun but then after that they i like the third space one. <laughs> and stuff. yeah which i even like the one where he goes into space mostly because it like subverts that and it's like mm-hmm. it's hellraiser in space but the next thing you know it's like you're back in like the 1800s so that's kind of cool but like after that those movies drop off like just straight to dvd oh, quality boy. and like by straight to dvd i'm not talking about in the streaming age you know what i'm talking about you know i the the uh, i not the i still haven't seen the most recent of the hellraiser movies but i did see the one before that which was the first one that didn't have doug bradley yeah playing. it was like judgment or something like that. yeah something like that and it it, it like i i it, it literally is like the production value of like a like a cinemax softcore porn because it like yeah. even like the, there isn't a cheap camera there's some dude who just looks there's somebody posted my favorite meme is where they have like the great value like you know the 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 food company great value yeah and they have that on the corner of whoever that guy who isn't doug bradley is because he looks like he looks like he should be because you know porn dudes you know porn actors you know the guys are mostly like these like schlubby dudes yeah who are just like you know like what's going on i'm fucking pinhead like let me show you pleasure and pain but and like but like this dude i, I oh my god it, it look it's it, it looked like a fan movie like somebody made it like at their dad at their dad's house yeah but you know i do i do have hope for that for the hulu one though no same i'm pretty stoked on that especially since you know for one i can watch it from home so at least if it sucks it's not like i wasted money but if it's really good it's like i could watch it again and again you know what i mean like immediately yeah. without having to pay more money because that's one thing that is a bummer these days is like i love the th- uh the theater experience and like i don't want that to die ever you know what i mean but i uh i hate that i can like like if i go spend the money on to see the movie once i gotta wait like still at least two months to see it again and i'm like i'm one of those people that i'll rewatch something to try to figure out like the details and mm-hmm. you know like when i first saw nope i was like i want to see this shit a couple more times and it's like so I had to, like, you know, wait for it to hit on demand. I mean, I could watch a bootleg, but it's just, like, it's such a hassle to do that shit nowadays. And then, you know, like, I would rather support them, but, like, I, and I want to do it in the fashion of, like, buying the Blu-ray or, you know, some, mm. you know, some sort. I don't want to have to pay the gas to go somewhere and, you know, the, the money to eat. 
I'd rather pay the six ninety nine to rent it again or something, you know, at least. But just... that's why that's why I've kind of been like, there's the Regal does something now that's very similar. I don't know if you had the absolute pleasure of uh, using Movie Pass back in the day. No. <laughs> oh my dude, it was because like, and I and my theory is about Movie Pass is that people the, it didn't make money because people didn't sign up for it because mm. they didn't think it was real so they never made because like i would tell people about that i'm like yeah dude i pay ten dollars a month and i can go to the movie theater seven times a week like yeah. once once a day and they're just like fuck you dude that's not real and i'm like bro this is it and they're like there's got to be some catch and i'm like no dude like literally it's ten dollars a month and you so i got to the point where i was seeing I, I was just seeing movies out of principle yeah. to just like to be like, you know, it would be like 11 a.m. on a Wednesday and I would go down to the to the now now closed Riverview in, in South Philly. And uh, I can I saw that movie. I, I remember specifically I saw the movie The Meg with okay. with Jason Statham. And like my my I could say like that was I can't recommend like if I was going to recommend the perfect viewing you know situation to see The Meg, it would be go see it at 11 a.m. on a Wednesday in an empty movie theater because nobody nobody gave a shit about that movie. Yeah. And it was pretty ridiculous. It was <laughs> it's like, I don't, like, it was just like, it was just like a big, dumb Jason Statham movie. So I was, yeah. you know, I was on board. Oh, yeah. Now, that's one that I haven't seen yet, but it's not one that I'm opposed to ever watching. I just wanted to be like with a crowd of people. So it's more like a make fun of a situation type thing than anything. But yeah, definitely. Uh, get high with a bunch of friends or get drunk and watch the meg yeah oh yeah so i'm with you as far as going to like early showings and stuff i went to an early showing a barbarian yesterday and then i'm going to a late show in the night of pearl so like i, I go to like um, awkward times all the time so dude i was i was actually trying to see barbarian yesterday in preparation to talk about it because like, yeah. i don't know if, i don't think we sh- i don't know if i should talk about it because everybody's just like just go in as blind as possible which i'm like yeah i'm all about that i'm just and i'm I'm also thankful that people that i'm friends with on like instagram aren't dickheads and spoil everything via their stories yeah you know um but yeah i hear i hear it's nothing nothing but good things about about barbarian no there was literally i saw a post today that like really spoiled like a big part of the film and it was uh the part that it spoiled was like it like spoiled it in a way that like just i don't know it just it was such a bummer like i can't even tell you how it spoiled it without spoiling the film almost so it's like mm-hmm. it's just one of those things that it was like a huge page that did it too and in the way that they did it like uh was like you couldn't like miss it you know what i mean it's like yeah. it's not like you read and it says spoiler alert and you see it was like like pretty much a picture you know what i mean so it yeah. was it was shitty but uh no, it's one that I definitely recommend to see, you know, as blind as possible. So we can definitely skip right over it. But I'm excited for uh yeah, uh, for you to see it for sure. Hit me up and let me know what you think, what you do. Yeah. I'm so. going to see Pearl. I'm going to see Pearl tomorrow, which I'm which I'm pretty stoked about. Fuck yeah. No, I'm really uh, so excited to see that. But I loved I loved X. I yeah. Loved, loved, loved X. I thought it was I thought it was not anything of what I expected, really, like as far as like and it, I, cause like every, cause you know, when you see the trailer for that, you're just going to be like, oh, this is, this is just going to be like a Texas chainsaw massacre ripoff. And it turns out to be like, it, you know, it probably does a better job at doing an homage to Texas chainsaw than like every other Texas chainsaw yeah. that's, that's come out in the past like 15 years. But, um, you know, I always, I explain it to like, if, if it felt like if Quentin Tarantino had directed a, a, a like a slasher movie that's that's what it felt like to me like it's pacing 
um, it's editing. It's just like the uh, the tension. They, they had like a really really slow tension building, and, yeah. and it felt very like it felt very like Tarantino esque in that sense. Not the sense, not the you know, it didn't have like that that Quentin Tarantino banter that he always has in his movies. I mean, it kind of does, but like not like you know. There's one thing I can't stand. It's like all those all the movies that that came out in the '90s that were like a product of Tarantino where they tried to also do like the, you know, long, di- long winded dialogues and shit. Yeah, <laughs> just too much. I'm just like, it's like, we get it. You're hip and cool and you like pop culture. We don't, we don't want to hear it for 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Unless we're listening to the, to a podcast, of course. <laughs> yeah. When you're looking for that kind of stuff, you know, yeah, I mean? it's different. Yeah. yeah. But hell yeah now but i agree 100 percent. i told somebody just the other day i might even have been on the podcast i can't remember who but um i was telling them that x felt to me like it didn't feel like a direct like you know remake of texas chainsaw however if like the last 30 minutes leatherface showed up i wouldn't have been upset like i wouldn't have been mad at all but um yeah, if it turned out to be a secret texas chainsaw massacre movie it just yeah. turned out to be a secret trilogy instead which i'm totally i'm totally on board for yeah no fuck yeah especially uh, after hearing him say that, well, of course, you know, the little teaser, you know, confirmed that Maxine's going to take place in 85, but then he also mm-hmm. said it's going to take place in the middle of like uh, Hollywood and uh, during the VHS boom. So it's like, I'm sure it's going to take place, like, you know, deal with a lot of like uh, low rate horror of that time, you know, hopefully. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very stoked on it. I'm, I'm even like, I don't even know where Pearl's going to go. That's yeah. the thing. Even, even after seeing the trailers, I'm just like, I don't know where this go, this movie's going. So I don't know if like, cause like, you know, you think eighties and you think just masked, that's, that's where when all the, the masked uh, slasher movies came out, but I don't know because it's also mid eighties. Are they going to bring in some weird, like paranormal thing to do some weird, like eighties visual effects stuff? Yeah. I don't know. Cause I know, t- I know uh, what is it? Ty T or Ty West. I think it's Ty. Ty, yeah, he's, you know, I could see him doing something like that. That's a guy who you can generally like watch his movies and, you know, tell he just has an just an immense amount of respect and love for for the horror genre. Yeah. And then with the religious, you know, cult stuff pretty much going on, you know, the whole time during uh, X, you know, that can always come into play with Maxine, you know, since it's Mm -hmm. like her father revealed at the end, spoiler alert for anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Not that that like really like has anything to do with the movie. It's just kind of like, oh, shit, at the moment at the end, you know what I mean? But yeah, but now that we haven't really, I mean, I feel like if you haven't seen X at this point, then you don't really, uh, I feel like you care to see it, but there's really not much to spoil. It's more about watching the film and enjoying it than like what happens in the film, if that makes sense. Cause you kind of know what's going to happen once it starts happening, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I even thought it was like, you know, it even it's, it's crazy. Cause it even, I think it was just kind of like a big love letter to, to like Toby Hooper. Yeah. Cause, cause it had the, it had the alligator in there from, from uh, eating alive. alive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, I, th- I, I, that's all I thought it was a big, it's a big love letter to, to him on that, in that sense. But I'm also just glad that that he's still he's still making stuff and he's still making good stuff because it kind of seemed for a while that he wasn't. I know he made some some western, yeah, in, in between, and I never I never saw that one. I didn't. I heard it wasn't wasn't too good. Um, but you know, I love House of the Devils. Still one of my absolute favorites. Like I I watch that's that's one I watch every every October. Yeah, oh, yeah House same. of the Devil, and uh, I think that movie The Sacrament he did is really good too. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, that one in the innkeepers is pretty good. It's probably like the lowest on his lineup, but it's still good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think he has a, a miss. Well, really, no, so. <laughs> if, if he, I guess if you count cabin fever too, yeah. he did, 
but I will defend Cabin Fever too because if there's one thing I do love in a horror movie, it is a a well placed freeze frame, and that movie has probably one of the best freeze frame. It is but the movie's utter trash, and I know he didn't have. I know that was his his first movie, and I know there was a bunch of shit going on between him and like the studio. Yeah, he's trying to get his name off of it, but they just like wouldn't do it or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he. I think he wanted to do the. um, Oh fuck! What is the name that that directors put if they don't want their uh the guy the guy who directed american x if you that's not his real name it's but it's a name that directors that they'll use if they don't want um, yeah i know what you're talking about i just don't know the name off the top yeah of shit, but. but uh the, it's it's like what's his name from uh what is his name Ryder strong the dude from from boy meets world yeah so he's in the beginning of cabin fever too and he's he's all like infected with the with like the, the virus and you know he's he's it's like this she's walking along the creek he's been bleeding into the creek and like he's walking along and then he's walking across this road and this fucking this fucking school bus just hits him and as it hits him it's just like his body turns to complete it was it was like the scene from fucking robocop where they hit the the acid it just turned into liquid freeze frame cabin fever 2 in the most like meatballs looking font like the most fun looking font that you've ever it was like spring break or something like that yeah and i just remember laughing my ass off thinking this movie was going to be great and then it just turned out to kind of be a huge dump yeah especially at the time i feel like it's one you can kind of look back and laugh on more now but like coming off of cabin fever one you didn't expect it to be that campy and shit and like gross out and stuff but it was a uh, strange time for horror the like the early 2000s and 2010s yeah but oh yeah but uh, before we uh, dive fully into horror, I did want to ask, you know, about the uh, just some other projects that you have and stuff. Uh, I know you're playing a, a, a band called Dreamswell. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you guys have anything, you know, you'd like to promote? And then, of course, if you have any other projects you'd like to go ahead and uh, promote or talk about, they could be, you know, bands or they could be, you know, if you do any Twitch streaming or anything like that as well, you're more welcome to promote that. Don't do, I'm, I'm terrible at any sort of, I should, I should Twitch stream or something. I, I only play like three video games ever. Um, so like, I don't do Twitch uh, dreams. Well, um, we're still, I mean, we're, it's just everybody's, we haven't, we're trying to kind of trying to slow writing process. We're kind of just like working on stuff right now. Um, it's, it's just been kind of difficult because, you know, my, my, I live out in the suburbs now. They all live in South Philly. Um, I work on the weekends and they all have like industry jobs and it's just, it's, it's been very hard, but um, hopefully it's just kind of like, you know, everybody's lives are kind of just busy right now. Life kind of shit. So hopefully we can start playing stuff again. We haven't played a show since we played, we played last year and that was cool. Oh yeah. So, uh, and then that, that's your only other project besides rock bottom is dreams. Well, I'm also in another band with John Lowe from, from rock bottom called raw force. Oh yeah, and um, that's a kind of like a, a like a locking out records style style band. Yeah, um, we might start writing some stuff again with that. Just you know, friends doing music sort of thing. Oh yeah, um, I'm trying to think. I right, yeah, that's 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 really all I got going on as far as projects right now. Fuck yeah, no, no, definitely keeping out for you know both of those once that start stuff starts rolling a little bit more too. So, but oh yeah, uh, we can have right into the horror movies, man. So usually my oh, first. Yeah. 
my first question with that, you know, which we already talked quite a bit about a few things, which is uh, pretty cool. You know, uh, I always love when I can dive into horror before, you know, diving into the horror. It shows that, you know, the person I'm talking to is a true fan. But uh, not that everybody I have hasn't been a fan, but you know what I mean? Some people are bigger fans than others. It's, oh, yeah. It doesn't matter what spectrum you're on. I just want you on the show if you're a fan at all, you know, so. There's different tiers. There's yeah. definitely different tiers. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, See, I said I, I said I didn't want to sound like a like a snob, and here I go talking about <laughs> tiers. But hey, yeah. nobody knows. Uh, nobody knows what kind of tears for fears is what we're talking yeah, about. Guys. There we go. So, exactly. <laughs> great band. They uh, in, yeah. the biggest influence on rock. Ball. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, so pretty <laughs> much the first uh, question I like to ask all my guests, you know, when it comes to the horror stuff is uh, what was your relationship with it growing up? And, you know, did it change at all as you got older and became an adult? Um, so I think like it's hard for me to think to, I can pinpoint when I became like a real fan. Like yeah. I was just like this like I can pinpoint that I, I don't know what I would consider like like when I first started watching because I definitely saw gremlins very very young and um I'm trying to think of other stuff that I would say would could be considered like gateways into the into the genre I, I saw I saw gremlins very young and that scared the shit out of me I used to be very mm -hmm. scared of everything like I saw Jurassic Park in the theater when I was seven years old and it like mortified me yeah it, it, it totally like as soon as like i you know the, the raptors were opening doors and shit like i i was like petrified like i thought that shit was real because you know cgi nobody knew what the fuck that was back then yeah and um usually you know your parents can be like oh the see right the, the, there's a the, there's somebody below the desk and that's a puppet like it's that's a puppet and my parents didn't nobody knew how to explain cgi they're like i don't know what the fuck that's a real dinosaur you know yeah um, <laughs> yeah exactly but i can say and then i saw halloween when i was a kid and and i remember that was just like one of those movies i saw uh over a friend's house whose brother let us uh let us watch it but like I didn't become like Evil Dead was probably the first the, the that's like the that's like the movie that probably like if I see this movie what other crazy shit like this can I also see so it's like I saw Evil Dead I got the VHS when I was like I don't know thirteen and because my uncle introduced it to me he's like he's like oh you think Halloween's gory you check know. this out and he showed me Evil Dead and I was like oh my god this is the craziest shit I've ever seen. And I bought the VHS. And I straight up watched Evil Dead like, you know, three times a week. And I watched it so much that the VHS, because this was like still in the era when like there was the transition to DVDs, but like the DVD players were like a thousand dollars when they first came out. So like nobody yeah. had nobody had DVD players unless unless they were rich. And so I went through one to just stop working. I went through another. That one stopped working. And I watched that movie. And then I got you know that led to Evil Dead Two that led to army of darkness. And then I was like, Oh, what's this movie called dead alive. And I watched dead alive. And like, oh, it was yes. just, that was, that was the, you know, that was the, the Genesis I would say of like my, my horror love. Oh yeah. No, Halloween was the early one for me too. And I don't even, what's weird is I have a weird memory of watching it in the back of a big lots because of uh, my stepdad was a manager of a big lot. So in their break room, they would have a TV and they would have like uh, you know, a VHS hooked up to it. And uh that was pretty much like people just bring random shit. I remember somebody having Halloween in there one time and me watching it in there as like a kid. And I was like, that's like the first memory I have of watching Halloween and stuff. But it's just so funny because like uh, it's I'm with you. It's like that movie's scary, but it's like once you see it, you can kind of get past like 
like being scared of it because it's like you know when michael's popping out it's like you know it's just a movie blah, blah blah but when it comes to evil dead with that demonic shit it's like it's so scary that watching it like even on your third watch like you said the first like the first week you watch it you can watch it three times and that third time you're still just as fucking scared because you're like mm-hmm. like you know it's coming but you're like you, you're scared that you're letting something out you know what i mean by watching something like that you know what i mean almost so especially yeah. when you're young you know and your imagination runs wild with that shit so no i, I feel like evil dead's definitely like one that's a perfect gateway into like uh i tell people all the time the evil dead 2 especially is, is, a, is like a perfect uh antithesis antithesis or whatever the fucking word is that uh of what 80s horror means like how fun it can be and how scary it can be all in one you know what i mean so mm-hmm. yeah it's i mean that's really like that those like i love that the sweet spot of because when you say like when you when you tell people like what comedy what like a horror comedy is like they're always going to think like oh you mean like uh hubie halloween or like yeah maybe Shaun of the dead which is a good one but still yeah that's a more of a comedy you know that's it's, it's it's i think it's where it's something like you know american werewolf in london where it's like the 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 scary parts aren't at the expense of the funny parts they kind of can exist they can coexist in the same universe where it's like and i think that's a weird medium to hit is to like where it's like also scary and funny but it's but that why well, I, I love when movies hit that sweet spot and like, that's like an evil dead 2 or like return of the living dead's really good at that too yeah hell yeah even dead alive like you mentioned yeah it's dead alive movie. too or um even i don't know if it, krampus i feel like hits that um i feel like hits that sweet spot too because krampus is uh that's that's become that's like a that's like a christmas that's like a staple now yeah. in, my, in my family my family loves that movie which is which is weird it's like a the movie that the martellos all get together on christmas day and watch a movie about terrible people getting owned by krampus fuck yeah no, I agree 100%. That's one that, like, uh, it has the perfect family element that, like, a, a lot of people can relate to, you know, whether they like horror or not. But then also the characters are just, like, uh, you know, realistically funny. So it's, like, uh, the horror is scary, but it's, like, it's not, you don't get taken out of it by the humor because the humor just happens, like, very uh, fluidly, I guess, you know. But Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. It's natu- it happens, na- it happens, it, it's not, like... Th- the scenes are like surrounded around a joke it's like the joke are like are products of like the environment and like what's happening yeah like i never feel forced and the same thing goes with like american werewolf in london because that movie's fucking hilarious yeah like it's fucking terrifying too like it is absolutely terrifying but it just hits that i don't know it's that sweet spot and i think it only affects like certain kind of people because like i think it's like weird people don't like to feel uncomfortable and like you know feel like they should laugh at the same time yeah (laughs) no no exactly what you mean that was one that i actually showed my wife not so long ago because i was putting together a list of top five uh favorite werewolf films and stuff or not werewolf films uk horror films and um so i rewatched it she's not a horror fan at all and she actually really enjoyed it you know because of the humor and stuff like that but she also was like uh she's just like that shit's scary as fuck (laughs) you know to me it's like not scary anymore because you know i'm older and i watch you know so much shit and i've seen it so many times but like it's just funny to see somebody you know she's 30 you know so her watching it for the first time and being like that shit was scary as fuck you know just showed me how much it still hits you know what i mean so yeah classic but, oh yeah but uh so my next question is is uh i know you mentioned quite a few that you know you love and are you know favorites but do you have a favorite of all time that you know sits at the top and you know if you want to mention just a few that kind of sit up there you're more than welcome to because i have uh one that sits at the top but you know 
I definitely feel like every now and then I can get a, a, a recency bias. If I watch something, I'm like, damn, this could be definitely my number one. But I don't have like all my number ones are very much like um, like very much staples. Like I and I said, like, you know, Evil Dead, I, The Shining and The Exorcist and, you know, Fuck yeah. Texas Chainsaw. Like, I, you know, those are those are all going to be kind of my number one. But I, 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 the one I recommend the most is like when I'm sure you have friends that come to you, they're like, yo, man, like, give me something fucking weird. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, if you can find this, because I have it, I have it on Blu-ray somewhere here. I don't know where I put it, but I recommend Extro. I don't know if you've Fuck ever yeah. seen an Extro, but I yeah. recommend Extro all the fucking time because of how just batshit insane and, and, and oddly creepy that movie, that movie is. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, the one about the uh, killer babies. Pretty well, it's, it's like monster babies, pretty much mutant babies. But yeah, it's um. Well, there's just this one. I just like. I think it's like when when I first saw a zombie, and I was like, "Hey, watch the eye scene." And I would like go yeah. to people and just be like, "Hey, watch this," and they would be like, and they would just like shock them. And I think that's like one of those ones where I extra I wait for the for the birthing scene in that in that movie where a woman gives birth to a live a full sized man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so fucking it's so fucked up uh but i love it it's it's great it's just a weird weird fucking alien movie fuck yeah my go-to uh recommendation for people is intruder from 1989 but i always tell them they make sure to watch the director's cut because of all the kills in it are just so fucking like every single kill in it is awesome you know especially if you've ever worked in a grocery store it's like the shit just is like very creative and stuff have you, you seen that one that's one that's a that's a one on my list that I've just I've not seen that. I've actually never seen The Prowler either. Like there's some there's some heavy hitter horror movies that I've just like I've just haven't I just haven't seen. And I did I gotta put it on I'll put it on my horror, I'll put it on my October list this year. Oh, Intruder uh has both Sam and Ted Raimi in it as like uh main like pretty main characters because it's just like five or six people that work in a grocery store. Um, but oh, both uh, Sam and Ted Raimi are in it. There's a very, very small Bruce Campbell, uh, Campbell cameo, and it's directed by Scott Spiegel, who like co-wrote uh, one of the Evil, or he just like helps. He helped with a lot of the Evil Dead stuff. But uh, Dan Hicks is in it as well from Evil Dead Two, the one that plays uh, Bobby, or I think his name's Bobby, and I'm real bad with character names. But... Or um, uh, what's his name? The 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 hillbilly dude. Yeah, okay. I'm, a, I'm horrible. Character. I think the girl's name is Bobby Joe. I don't think it's Bobby Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think his name is Bobby. That's what I think I was getting mixed up with. But yeah, uh, he's a he's also in uh, Intruder as well. So it's definitely one I highly recommend. And it's one that's like a, a hilarious, but also like a really good slasher. So, you know, one I saw recently and now I'm now I'm forgetting the title. Hold on. Let me let me see what the title is. But it was Sam Raimi's, uh What was it? Second movie? Um, Crime Wave. That's what it's called. OK. I've heard and, of that, but I've never actually gotten to watch it. I've definitely, I didn't know it was Sam Raimi though. Yeah, no, definitely. It's weird because it's a Sam Raimi movie and it's written by Joel Cohen. Fuck you. Of the Cohen brothers. And I didn't know this, that, that Sam Raimi, uh, who the fuck else? Um, Francis McDermott, Joel Cohen, and I think Bruce Campbell too, all were roommates at one point. Yeah, the Coen brothers helped him edit the first Evil Dead and shit like that. Yeah, because of yeah. Uh, which I only know that because of the like most recent like run they did of the movie stuff. Bruce Campbell did like a big Q and A before, and he like mentioned some of that stuff. I was like, oh fuck, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's nuts because like, and it's crazy too because if you watch, so like, there's Evil Dead, 
and then there's crime wave and then there's evil dead too that's like the that's like chronologically how his movies came out yeah and like you know you watch evil dead and it's it's fucking great like it's just got it's just got that it's got insane camera work the sound design is crazy you know it's 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 gritty it's gory and that but then you watch evil dead too and it's kind of like sam raimi is kind of like sort of like honed his style sort of more and it kind of like when you watch evil dead 2 and everything that comes after that it kind of like that's where that's where like sam raby's style really got like locked in but yeah. crime wave i think crime wave is where he kind of found that style because you watch that movie and you're like there's shit in here that's that's straight up like this is like evil dead 2 goofball shit and um it's 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 also crazy because if you watch if you watch crime wave and then you watch like evil dead 2 and then you watch a movie like raising arizona yeah um you can see that the the coen brothers are just like super influenced by by sam Raimi, like their camera work and how they just like they whip the camera around um but it's it feels very crime wave feels like such a joel cohen it feels more like a cohen brothers movie yeah than it does than it does a sam sam Raimi movie um, and it probably has one of the best um, Bruce Campbell cameos ever, <laughs> other than the other than the new, the new Doctor Strange. Yeah, pizza ball, pizza candy. Oh my god, pizza oh. balls. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, before I uh, cut you off and uh, talk about Intruder for a bit, uh, you, I think you're about to mention some more favorites. Did you uh, want to? Um, I'm trying to think if I've. I mean, like I have like ones that I specifically save for like October. Oh, yeah. um, there's like you know uh evil dead is one of them because i feel like that movie just feels very folly yeah like so very haunted housey even though it's yeah. like a cabin in the woods yeah i would definitely it's, agree it, and it kind of just like the woods around there in that movie just kind of looked like the woods around around where i live now so it's like it's kind of oh. it's, it's pretty cool um you know uh night of the demon fuck yes <laughs> i watch that movie every halloween i love that movie um Oh, uh, what was it? Um, Hack o' Lantern. That's another one I saved for Halloween. <laughs> that is just a, a a wonderful piece of shit that I just love. I'm trying to think of like the Friday Thirteenth series. I that's that's all I watch that all every October. Yeah, oh yeah, every every October. Halloween three, which I saw you were doing. I see the masks you got in the background yeah. there, and I saw you're doing like a 40th anniversary thing. And I just wanted to say that I'm happy that like I'm happy that people have finally come around to that movie yeah it's like i've liked that movie since i saw it when i was a little kid because i remember it was like i always saw that one in blockbuster or, or hollywood video and i saw it and you know i was like this movie's awesome and but people would always just like shit on me because they're like man michael myers is in it it's not even michael myers yeah and and i'm just like dude you're just like michael myers isn't it but tom fucking atkins is in it like come on <laughs> yeah no, he's the fucking goat. But nowadays, everybody, I think people have finally just come around to just like, you can't, you know, you can't not watch Halloween 3 and just not be entertained by it. It's great. Yeah. No, it's one that, uh, I'll be honest, growing up, like, I just kind of stayed away from it because it didn't have Michael Myers in it because I wasn't really very knowledgeable of the stuff because I was the same way. I grew up super scared of everything until I was like 12 or 13. And then at that point, I'd seen, like, I'd watched like Halloween, like yearly, and I watched like Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, yearly and or, you know, a couple times a year and stuff, because I got so used to those ones, they weren't scary anymore. So it's like, uh, but like watching new shit was like terrifying to me. But then finally, around that age, I got to the point where I was like, even though it scared me, I just like, it flipped in my head that I wanted to be, you know, the like, the, you know, scared of being scared to wanting to be scared type thing. Dude, and no. uh, 
that's me now like it's like it's like people are just like i don't watch scary movies because they i can't go to sleep at night and i'm just like man i'm so jealous that's the goal yeah (laughs) i wish i could get that that fucking adrenaline that that you get it still happens it happens occasionally like sometimes a movie i'm just like damn i gotta sleep with the lights on tonight that's fucking creepy out Oh yeah. So, I, but I just never went back and like became a completist on those franchises. You know, I watched like one and two a lot, and then four a lot, and then everything else was kind of just like I watched it every now and then. You know, like when it, uh, like Resurrection Age two, I watched when they came out, and then the other ones just kind of subsequently or whatever. But, uh, so finally when I did see it as a like a, a little bit after high school, you know, like when I was a young adult, uh, which I'm only thirty now, but you know, like so, but at least like eight or nine years ago when I finally saw it, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. I wish like. I wish I just didn't pay attention at all to like, like I didn't hate on it. Like I never was one of those people that was like, Oh, I'm not going to watch it, but it just was never in front of me. So I'd never sought it out. And I like really regretted it. I was like, Holy fuck, this is awesome. So now it's, it's been a go-to every Halloween. Well, it's one that I watch like probably twice or three, three times a year, maybe, mm. you know, like one of those times might be background noise or to fall asleep or something. But uh, I definitely watch it uh, a full go every Halloween just cause it's to me, it's the most like, well, not the most Halloween in the franchise, you know, four gets really Halloweeny when it introduces kids and stuff like that. And one is really, ho- you know, very Halloween spirit and stuff. But uh, to me, it's just, you know, much more Halloween than like two and like five, six and all those. So, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely like it's it's a Halloween movie that really like encapsulates like the feeling or like the vibe kind of thing, because it's like it's it, it doesn't it like it takes itself a little seriously, but not seriously enough to the point where it's taking itself too seriously. Yeah. And then, you know, it's just about, it's a, it's a witch. He's a witch. Like it's a, what's more Halloween than a witch, you know, like, um, and then it's, it's got, it's got some, it's got a, one of those gruesome kid deaths that's ever happened. In the movie. Right. Uh, and it's just a ridiculous, and it ha- actually, out of all the Halloween movies, it has like the, like comparatively the craziest stakes because it's like, literally like this is, it's like the apocalypse. Yeah. Like everybody's everybody's kids are their heads are going to explode and all the poisonous steaks that are going to come out are going to kill everybody else. No, that's the uh, that's one thing that like I feel like is one of those like extra horrors that you just don't see type thing is like the fact that at the end of the movie, like they don't stop it and it does happen because it's like you just don't see it. But there's like literally kids dying all over the country at that moment. It's like, holy oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. But not for and all. And, and the whole the whole premise of that movie is, well, the, the, the reason the plot goes the reason the plot you know happens is all because tom atkins is a shitty drunk who's yeah. trying to who's trying to get laid <laughs> trying to smash uh some girl that's probably way too young for him anyway oh 100 <laughs> yeah no he's definitely too but i mean that's the literally nothing in that movie happens unless unless tom atkins is trying to fuck yeah reminds me of reggie in the phantasm movies like every single movie he's just trying to bang whatever girls in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a how. That's another one I watch every Halloween. The fan, the, the first two. Yeah. No. And I, I do. It. I do like the third and three and the four. The the third and the fourth one. They get kind of weird, but the first two, yeah, are classics. Yeah. Now I'm gotten to the point now where I've watched the first one so many times, like over the past like few years, that I'm starting to skip it and watch like two and three instead of one and two because I'm like I watch one. Uh, for the longest time I couldn't find two, but now that I own the spear thing, I have mm-hmm. the you know I have them on Blu-ray, so now I just skip it and just watch two, and then like if I have time, I'll try to fit in three or four or something like that. But uh, I definitely try to fit in at least one around the Halloween time because like I'm with you, it's like uh well you know just like all horror fans it's like once you've seen the whole franchise like every now and then you'll just throw on a random one within the franchise just to see it that you have because you haven't seen in a while so it's like with with those i'll do the same thing like every now and then i'll just throw like 
since it's Halloween season, I'll definitely find one to throw on. I'm just not sure which one. It, it probably won't be the first one this time because it's been the first one like the past 20 times for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like I barely watch uh, like if you're going we're going back to like Friday the 13th, like I barely watch the first one. Yeah, I watched the fourth one probably the most um, as far as like the first one goes. And this might be a super hot take, but I think the burning did it better. <laughs> no, I feel like I. I really like the first one, but I only really like the whodunit part of it. Like the fact that it ends up being the mom and shit like that, like the whole, yeah. you know, like, uh, but I don't really uh, feel like the movie itself as far as like slasher and kills and all that stuff. Go, like there's definitely, but like the Prowler to me, like, I know you said you haven't seen that one yet, but that, that one uh, does it better, you know, as far as like kills and everything, you know, um, yeah. but it's just crazy. It didn't get a franchise, but it's just because at that point, you know, everything else was already franchised everything, out. Yeah. So. Everything. I was just like, but that's put it, put it, put that mask on and you'll kill people. We'll be fine yeah but yeah the only good thing about the burning night in a franchise is the fact that it was owned by the weinstein so it just been more money in their pocket yeah he wrote it too yeah it was like their first movie but yeah it's it's that's you know i that sucks and you know fuck harvey weinstein and i hope horrible things happen to him yeah um but it's like you know i could say the same thing about you know roman polanski because that dude oh yeah, you know, yeah roman polanski is a huge piece of shit too in fact like I don't know if you do you ever go to the any of the exhumed film things like any of the do you, do you ever hear of exhumed film? I don't know where where are you even? I'm actually uh, down in uh, Carolina, so uh, that's oh, what, okay. Yeah, but I, I I have heard of the exhumed films thing because I have a, a couple of buddies that live up in like the PA area and stuff, and uh, one of my friends goes to that like 22 movie or 22 hour movie marathon or whatever they do. I've and, been um, to thir- 13 of those I've been to. I, I kind of want to uh i've been thinking about trying to make the trip for one of them i just haven't been able to pull the trigger yet but this year's i think i just saw this year's lineup if i'm not mistaken and it was nuts or I just oh, saw no, the they don't or... they don't have a lineup that's that's the whole they they do you go into those 24 hour things completely blind and oh, they yeah. give you they give you and and this is like you know i always think that like ah oh, yeah i know i know a fuck ton about horror no i don't nobody there are people that go to these things where so so when you come in they give you they give you like um you know they'll give you like a free poster and they'll give you the times of all the movies but they're not the movies they're super super vague uh descriptions they'll be like yeah oh this is a japanese giant monster movie from the 60s and it's like what the fuck like i don't there's like a thousand of those um, but there's always people that get that get these and and they get the some the, the pride they always have like great raffles and shit like that but I remember seeing they played Rosemary's baby in one of those 24 hour things. And it was one of those, it was a very strange. Cause like it's, 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 it's the best thing about those things is like the crowd and how, you know, people react to certain movies and yeah. they always they always have this 2 AM mark where they, they save the wackiest movie for 2 AM because everybody, I mean, they used to let now that no, you, you can buy beer at the movie theater, but they used to just let people bring, you know, like coolers coolers of beer like and people would just be going outside smoking weed and stuff and even if you weren't drinking or smoking weed by the 2 a.m time your your mind is mush yeah and so they always save the most ridiculous movies for for that time period um so it's a really fun crowd so they're very they're not they're not like they're not like annoying to the point where everybody thinks that they're like they're there were like a mystery science theater going on nobody like actually talks but yeah it's like it's like people will laugh at things and cheer at things all the time Fuck and yeah. the, you know uh rosemary's baby comes on title comes up everybody cheers roman polanski comes up and the whole fucking place is just like 
fuck you you fucking rapist like yeah pedophile like and i was just like i was just like that is the that is like the quintessential like moment that i've ever you know that's the most quintessential moment i've ever seen where it's like with the people separating you know art from its creator yeah yeah with with the burning like uh you know i don't know i just i just i do love that movie it's 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 very much like i just i love seeing young jason alexander yeah like with hair um and i don't know it just had it had it i feel like it got the summer camp vibe down better than the first friday the 13th well, I also like the kid from, I can never remember his name, but the one that's like one of the main characters in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, I think he's in it as well. And uh, the little, like, little nerdy kid, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. I the one that's it. like uh, going after Jennifer Jason Lee in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yes, that's not. Uh... He's like one of the only ones that didn't go on to do much as far as I know, you know what I mean? But uh, the guy who plays, um... oh, I forget. He's like the cool guy, right? No, this, no, I'm talking about the n- real nerdy guy that works at the movie theater that like works that like is trying to pick up Jennifer Jason Lee and the whole time she's like dating the older guy at the same time and then she ends up banging his friend and getting pregnant by his friend instead and in, in Fast Times at Richmond, huh? He's got like okay. real uh he's got like curly black hair, it's like real short. Kind of looks like Vince Stiller, like when he's really young, or like everybody they get to play a young Vince Stiller and oh, movies like okay. that. <laughs> I know, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, that yeah. guy. But uh, uh, so it's just like, you know, him being in it's just like a little added extra thing from the 80s, you know, being like a big fan of Fast Times and stuff. But uh, that rap scene is still like if Makes if sense. somebody asked me to put together like my top five kills in horror movies, that's going to be in it like somewhere for sure. Maybe yeah. top maybe number five, maybe number two, but definitely going to be up there for sure. That's but, a tough list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a def- tough list for me to think about. Yeah, it would take some serious thinking, but that one would immediately be one that came in my popped in my head for sure. You know, but. But uh, so uh, before I ask you some of the hypothetical questions that I do at the like back end of the show, uh, I did want to ask, do you have some I know and I know we talked a little bit about, you know, X and some other stuff at the beginning. But uh, has have you seen any uh, horror films recently that you really liked? And, you know, by recently, it could be uh, five to 15 years just because there's so much horror, you know, like in a lot of stuff. we, But, uh, you know, a lot of your favorites and stuff are classics, you know, like from the 80s and 90s, which so are mine. So, you know, mine would be the same way. But uh, has there been any over the past, uh, you know, decade or so that you really enjoyed? Uh, there's been I think we're in a fucking fantastic era for horror right now I think it's like yeah. a, I think it's like a renaissance honestly because it's like you had I mean there's not that it's not that there are no aren't good movies horror movies from the 90s but it's, it's just a very that was a very strange period because Scream came out and kind of ruined the, the slasher it kind of it kind of because it satirized the slasher and then but it, it inevitably spawned off so many you know copycats as as they do but yeah. like other than that it's just like there weren't really that many like going from such a fucking crazy era of horror like the 80s and then transitioning to the 90s and um where nothing was just you know barely anything was coming out and then you could get to the early 2000s and it's like all the the like torture uh the torture kind of kind of you know the torture horror kind of stuff came out with like saw and like the uh the hostel and stuff like that which i'm i wasn't really like about that kind of stuff and then you have like your your remake era where they're remaking everything yeah i was pretty <laughs> much about to say if it wasn't torture porn in the early 2000s it was a remake of either j you know a, a japanese horror movie or mm. a classic horror movie you know you had texas chainsaw the ring all like in the same year all of them and yeah. it was just it was like a hollywood because it's like they realized that the genre but i mean like horror movies are always going to make money 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they always put them out in like the beginning of the year when there's nothing, when like Oscar season's over and they're not really releasing anything and people just want to go to the movies on dates and shit like that. Yeah. So that's, that's like they they're, they they make profits because like most of the time they're cheap to make. But like with the past 10 years, and I even want to say like, you know, uh, I mean, one that comes to mind that's, that stands out is the, is the witch. Fuck uh, yes. I, I fucking love that. That's that's a once a year movie. Um, I, I love everything about it. Um, it it's it's so it, it just has the the creepiest vibe to it. And it it just I don't know, it really like it just get it just gets me, you know, puts me in such a good mood, but it being its soundtrack or its cinematography. Yeah. Um, it just that that that's a movie that I would say is it, it sets the Halloween mood for me a lot. Back last year, last year I got into this weird thing where I was trying to rewatch movies in black and white. So, you know, I would watch, I would take my my TV and I would just turn the contrast, you know, or the, the you know, the, the color contrast all the way down until it was black and white. Yeah. I highly, I highly recommend doing that and just just watching random movies to see how the vibe changes with black and white. Like the like yeah. watching watching that in black and white is crazy. Like the mist that you can actually that that actually had a version that came with the the blu-ray i think that came in black and white yeah um definitely it's a certain you know, blu-ray though so it's like you got to get lucky and hope that that's the one you buy so it's like scary to go buy looking for it for... just just put down the contrast yeah. it's it's not that um it, but like you know a lot of dirt, I, I got into it because i saw like that there was a black and white version of that there was a black and white version of uh like Logan that came out, like all these directors were doing like black and white versions of their movies. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna try doing that shit. And I watched The Witch in Black and White, and it kind of it's it it gives it a whole. It's so much. It's it's like so much darker, like literally, but the contrast between what you're seeing is higher. So it's like it's like it, things stand out more. The lighting works differently. Yeah. Um. It's it's really it's just a really cool one to watch in, in black and white. Oh yeah. Um, no, speaking of uh, Eggers and Black and White, I'm actually wearing the, the Lighthouse shirt. Oh fuck yeah! No, I, I love The Witch and The Lighthouse, both of those movies. For that's a movie that uh, uh, me and, and our guitarist John will uh, will never disagree on any movie more than that than that movie because I fucking I fucking love The Lighthouse. Yeah, um, I, I loved I just loved everything about that movie, but he fucking despises it. He <laughs> hates that movie. I'm trying to think of another one that I that kind of comes to mind that I that, that this is a once a year one that I say for uh October is uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe. Fuck yeah. With like Emil Hirsch and a Brian Cox, I think. Yes. Uh yeah, two heavy hitters. I, that is and I was talking before were movies that I had that I always and you know, you're always looking for movies that scare you. Yeah. That movie like fucking chilled me. Like it chilled me to the bone. It is it is one of the, it is just so creepy in every way. And it's so, everything that is done in that movie is just very like simple old, old tricks, like oldest tricks in the book. But yeah. it's just done, it's done so well. And Brian Cox is a fucking phenomenal actor in general. Yeah. Um, and he just, he just makes that movie uh, so much more believable to me. Um, oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of ones that I've seen recently. I said, we talked about X, Titan. I don't know if that counts as a, horror movie i definitely body horror for sure yeah yeah yeah, that movie um something else because like i would even i mean that's a body horror movie but i i'd also sort of consider it to be a slasher movie at one point too like it's very much like a like a like a genre a mix of a bunch of genres and and i don't know i just really like that one 
you know, when she's in the houses and she starts like she's fucking up all the people and stuff. Oh, like, dude, that, that's Insane. brutal. <laughs> yeah, and the cinematography, I just love the way it, like follows her and tracks and everything. It's very like wild, but it like kind of makes you feel as like disorient, disorient, disoriented as like you know all the people in the house because they're like all drinking and you know doing drugs and shit like that. So yeah, yeah, it's it's it. I, I really like Titan. Oh yeah. Um, trying to think of anything I've seen. Um, what the hell was that one? Hold on, I have it here. Uh, the night house the night house is really good fuck yeah i really like that with rebecca hall mm-hmm. yeah 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 that was that was really good I, it's like i don't know we're in we're especially with like all any shit that comes out of like the a24 wheelhouse like all the horror shit that they put out has been pretty pretty fantastic as as far as i'm concerned you know um yeah it's it's a, it's it's just we live in a crazy time where it's just like you know the genre is is i think it's it's stronger than it's been you know I don't know. I know more people that are that are into because like I'll tell you what that that 24 hour thing the first year I went to that which was like I want to say like 2008 I went to the first the first one that I went to yeah they um it was 20 bucks and it got to the point where like so many there were so few people there that you could like put this the armrests up and just kind of like lay down in a movie theater oh, like, this yeah. is great I love being a horror fan like there's so few of us like <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and then it just got, and, and nowadays I think it's just because everything's so much more accessible. Like now it's like, now it's 60 bucks and it sells out in like four hours. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's to that point now. So it's like, it's crazy. Just like now that there's more, there's more people that love the genre. It's, there's more demand for, for better content. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, exactly what you mean. There's a, uh, that's just uh like even uh the Mahoning Drive-In and stuff like that, you know, like they were dying out and everything. And then they posted, I feel like uh once the, they were saved, I feel like they came out the next year. And I, uh, I don't know if it was just, you know, the word of mouth from being saved or whatnot, but I feel like people are just like clamoring to go there, you know, like people travel from out of town and stuff that weren't before and all this and that. It's like uh, they do so many horror events that I feel like they even up their horror event because like their horror uh you know, just like one-off showings and stuff, you know, throughout the year, just because of how much, you know, like those fans really like come out for that shit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you have people that love, you know, like they did a showing for the not 30th, I think it's longer than that, but whatever anniversary Dirty Dancing just said, they did maybe 45th or whatever, but they just did like an anniversary showing for that. And I'm sure that there was people that probably travel, you know, traveled a few hours for that, but I'm not, I'm sure there was nowhere near the same amount of people that were traveling for the 40th anniversary of the thing that they're going to be showing in a couple weeks, you know, or the Tarant, even the Tarantino thing that's coming up, you know, that's not necessarily horror, but I feel like it's can be placed in a horror adjacent realm with the gore and all that shit, you know, and like the filmmaking aspect of it, you know. But I was actually there for I was there last last year for their for their highest attended event ever. And it was their VHS fest that they did. Fuck yeah. And um it was and I love I love the Mahoney Drive. And it's 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 a wonderful place. And I recommend everybody who's who can go there, you know, go there. Because at that VHS fest, you know, there I've talked to people from from Oregon, from from California, like people came from like all over the place. Yeah. Uh, Leanna Quigley was there, which was pretty sick. <laughs> um, it was also weird because like I'm not I'm I, I feel very awkward. Like I, I I've you know I don't go to horror conventions all the time. I'll go to one every once in a while, but I always feel very awkward um going up to people's tables and getting autographs. Yeah. Uh, I'm just like I I like I don't know, it's just very it's just a very awkward situation for me. To just like go up to a table and just like 
here, here you go, Ken Foy. Like, yeah, <laughs> please sign this Dawn of the Dead VHS. I had. But I mean, if that's if that's what people are into, that's what people. I know people who who love doing that shit. Yeah. But it was it was funny with Leanna Quigley because I saw Leanna Quigley and she was in like the snack bar area, like at, that's where her table was, like where you go get like corn dogs and shit. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, that's Leanna Quigley. I've seen her naked so much. <laughs> and then like you look at the table and. Because, you know, when you're a celebrity, you have photos ready for people to buy and they're all naked pictures of her. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, should I go meet Leanna Quigley and get a naked picture of her and be like, hey, uh, I'll take one of these, miss. Like, yeah. I don't know where the conversation. Like, do we take a live one? Do you need to get naked for that? Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Love you as trash. I really do. Yeah. No, she's uh her and uh, as trash in the Night of the Demons, you know. I'm oh, sorry, Night of like, the but, Demons, yeah. Yeah, she's really good in that one too. And then uh, she's good in a, you know, she pops up in quite a few things. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolorama, but that one's fucking wild as shit. Super fun, but they played that. <laughs> they oh, yes. played that. That was one of the movies they. I forget what the other movie they play was because VHS Fest is weird because like they'll play like. I don't know if you know anybody like this, but there's this. There's now this like VHS culture is very strange. Whereas like I just I just kind of like collect them just to just to you know just as a nostalgia purpose. But there's people that like there's people that get uh, way into like not only like training videos from, yeah. from like like training videos or like just random because like there's the VHS boom of like the 80s where they people were just trying to distribute anything on VHS to make money. Yeah. But there's also like people have gotten really weird about like home video footage that they've just found. Like my buddy found uh, in a in somebody's trash, uh, this guy's fiftieth anniversary from nineteen eighty seven, and it is just the the most like home video shit. Like somebody walking around the camera, it, it, with it, somebody walking around with a, a camcorder at someone's house, and everybody's going, "Oh hi, happy anniversary to Ted and Ted and Jane," and then it's just it's just very normal. And it's like, there's just these, they're the most grandpa looking couple, grandma and grandpa looking couple. And then you get to the part where it's nighttime and all of a sudden these, these two, a male stripper and a female stripper come out and they give them both lap dances. <laughs> I'm uh, like, how? I don't know if I would have watched that long, but then I'd be like upset that I didn't if I, you know, I found that afterwards. <laughs> it, well, honestly, it wasn't, it sounds like more time than actually went by, but it was like, it was the house shit. And then it cut to the cake eating and then it cut to like people giving speeches and then it was that it, this was in the span of like maybe like 10 minutes yeah <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't too much it was but it, you know there's a lot of people that, that look for that shit so like they played some some weird shit um like a lot there was some aerobics video well that's a coveted vhs is the leanna quigley the killer workout uh, i think is what killer workout yeah man yeah. that thing's that's a that's a cover that but like i know that like I don't know, man. Like somebody was telling me, they're like, "Yeah, you can't find like a copy of Sleepaway Camp three for less than like ninety five dollars." And I'm just like, "Bro, I'm, I can't do that." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like that's cool. If you're a collector, like that's that's like what's up for you. But like, I just buy VHSs because like some, you know, I I try to find stuff that's not available. Yeah. On DVD or and you know, and I like watching the trailers beforehand too, or they're wacky infomercials where they're like, "Call one eight hundred Freddy for." Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. I uh, I was telling my wife the other day, I was like, I wouldn't mind having like a setup because I don't have any like VHS. Like I have a few VHSs, like uh, like I literally have Dirty Dancing and Son-in-Law sitting right here. And then like 
Pulp Fiction behind me, like on my little shelf thing right here. So oh, nice, <laughs> it's literally just because like I thought about it one time, like get into it. The only horror movie I found was uh, Snoop Dogg's Bones and I ended up giving it to somebody. But <laughs> I haven't uh, seen that one. <laughs> I, uh, it's actually pretty like, you know, fun to watch, but it's not like a good horror movie or nothing. It's like an early 2000s product. But uh but I uh, so I just picked up like a handful of them for real cheap from like a flea market or whatever or like a, uh, just a guy that like sells shit and uh, but I never I like at that point I decided I was like I didn't find anything good horror wise I was like that took a lot of time I was like uh, I'm such a Blu-ray collector that I didn't like you know want to get into it and then I saw that people were like really selling like some of the good shit like buying it and reselling it and once I saw that it was starting to get like into the like flipping you know side of things I was like uh, I'm not gonna worry about it but then I just told my wife recently I was like I wouldn't mind having like a little setup. And just like a handful of like of my favorite horror movies, like not really like become a collector mm. of them, but just have some every now and then that I could watch for that nostalgia feel of like for one, watching it on VHS, uh, two, waiting for it to rewind. <laughs> and oh, then just, yeah. like you said, like ex- that exact reason right there, it's like the trailers beforehand, like everything. It's just it'd be uh, like cool just to have something like that, you know, for every now and then. But I definitely don't think I want to get into full on collecting, but because of like you said you know just there's so many people that are like into it into it now that it'd be hard to do it for fun with uh you know and like really go after some of my favorite horror movies knowing that they become like grails you know to some people yeah it's 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 crazy like i mean i i i have a fuck ton like i have too many vhs's like it's it's dumb i even have like a like a, a separate rewinder that's shaped like a race car fuck yeah um um and I remember that that was my my first job ever was Blockbuster. Hell yeah. And I remember that was still that was still in the transition time between tapes and DVDs. So we'd have four of those rewinder things on the counter there. And we'd yeah. always be just sticking tapes in there and pressing rewind and putting them back. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, it's probably a good like a must have for most of like the avid, you know, VHS collectors these days, I'm sure. But oh yeah. But uh Oh yeah. Any uh, other new movies you want to mention before I jump into like a few hypothetical questions I have for you? Uh, I mean, I'm just really stoked on Pearl right now. Pearl and Barbarian okay. are probably the two uh, the two ones I'm stoked on the most right now. I, I I know Halloween Ends is coming out. I don't. I just don't. I can't get into the new ones, man. I just yeah. can't. The first one was like, oh the. Well, here's one thing. I hate it when they take. I hate like I don't mind like remakes or whatever. People get really heated over remakes. I used to get really heated over remakes. I know why they make them because they make money off the brand recognition. I don't care, but I don't like it when they take a movie that's already, that's going to be part of a series and they did, they just call it Halloween. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, there's already a Halloween it's Halloween and yeah, there's the Rob zombie one, but that's a remake. Yeah. There's, there's always Halloween. Well, now there's the 2018 Halloween. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I just, I want it to end. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree 100%. I even liked the new Scream, but I hated that they didn't just call it Scream 5 or like, you know, something. It was just. Yeah. I still have, that's one I haven't seen yet. I have not seen the new Scream yet. Yeah. No, I definitely liked it better than, you know, Halloween 2018, which that's another thing is like by doing that, you just attach a year to your name because now people are just going to call your, always call your movie either Halloween 2018 or they're going to have to like sit there and fumble with their words afterwards. But uh, so, but it, it's one of those things that, uh, uh, that one you know i you know went through and ignored all the sequels which was annoying as shit to where you know scream you know five didn't do that at all you know still all the sequels are still fully intact so that was nice you know but. yeah they didn't do the they didn't do the soft the the um oh what do they call it the um the requel or whatever the, no yeah they requel or when they uh when they 
I forget what the term is when they um, when they redo things and they just ignore stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's yeah. It's just like, come on. Why yeah. what? Why treat your fans like they're idiots? Like why treat all? Why treat all the people that 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 watch these movies and just be like, man, you know what? Four and five and everything and two, two especially because like, you know, I feel like Halloween fans really like two. It's it's not a bad movie. Yeah. And you still like confuse casual film goers. Like uh, I was working at a theater a few months back, you know, I ended up leaving and going somewhere else for more money and stuff like that. But uh, when, back when I was there, I worked with a bunch of teenagers and like none of them like uh, knew the uh, like, they didn't know shit about like any movies, you know, they were horror fans and stuff like that. But I would always be like, you know, the one to bring up like, you know, old stuff and like, you know, they just watch what was new, you know, cause they were like 17, 18 and stuff. And uh they when uh halloween kills was coming out one of the girls was like oh i got like nine movies to watch i haven't seen any of them and i'm like that's exactly the issue is like you create stuff like that where people don't know so it's like as soon as they see that there's a new one they think they have to watch all the old shit and it was uh same thing with spiral when that was coming out the new saw movie i was trying to tell people I was like you don't have to watch a single saw movie like, you can just watch spiral and it was like but people were thinking they had to watch like not like the six saw movies there are seven whatever there is but so it was just, uh, it's one of those things that it's like, no matter how much you like put it out there in the public, some people are only going to see the trailer that you put in front of like a YouTube video and that's yeah. how they're going to want to see your movie and that's going to confuse the shit out of them. So then they're going to go yeah. watch nine movies and come in with all this info and be like, where's all of this? You know what I mean? So yeah, like I, so I just, uh, I agree. I like, I understand why they do, you know, like remakes and stuff, but those, these like confusing sequels are just you know, like, I don't know. But. Yeah, it's, um, it's like what it is. Oh, I'll tell you what other movie I'm, I'm stoked for is that werewolf movie that's coming out on Disney Plus. Fuck the Marvel movie, yeah, Werewolf yeah. by Night. I think I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm, I was immediately, I was like, this is, it's something that they haven't really done before, and it looks kind of scary, but kind of, kind of cheesy at the same time. It looks like it's really going for that like '40s, uh, you know, Universal monster slash like Hammer vibe to it. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm definitely sold on that one. Yeah, I think they'll be a little bit more confident with the little blood splatter too, being that it's in black and white. So like that makes me happy knowing that it's on Marvel, like mm -hmm. you know, and Disney thing. They're not gonna want to go too gory, but putting it in black and white, they might be willing to go a little bit more with it than they would yeah. have. But, more so. chocolate syrup. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, it looks really good. I'm excited for that shit too. I was definitely taken aback by the trailer. I expected something out of it to kind of like I, I expected to like like it, but I expected it to be more in like the campiness era of like for lack of a better comparison of uh abraham lincoln vampire hunter you know where it's just I've like never never seen that one well it, it does it like in a serious tone but it does it in a way of like um like the ripd movie or like uh okay like men in black kind of even you know where it's just like very goofy in the same sense as well yeah. so i kind of expected something like that with werewolves because it's marvel so when i saw that it was like universal monsters like black and white style i was like fuck yes this is it was a surprise that i was like super a very pleasant surprise i guess but yeah it's like a it's it's cool because it's like it looks like a werewolf movie but it also is going to be a whodunit kind of movie too because no, we don't know who the werewolf is yeah oh yeah so at the end of the show i like to ask a few hypothetical questions and then one question that i ask all my guests and pretty much the two hypothetical ones are just some quick ones the first one being is uh if you were ever asked to compose a, a horror film and it could either be you or you know you and some of your bandmates together uh but if you were ever asked to compose a horror film uh is that something you'd be interested in and then i know that the composer isn't obviously given the option the film's already written usually but if given the option what kind of horror film would you like to do a slasher movie or a zombie movie or even you know like a psychological horror film I don't know because I definitely like I love like John Carpenter music. Oh yeah. Like all like the synth wave kind of shit. And I love how that's all 
coming back. So, and I, I, I fuck around. I have some shit. I do have, uh, I, I fuck around on like garage band and stuff like that. And I just, when I'm bored, yeah. I'll make like, I'll make like John Carpenter sounding songs. Um, oh, yeah. but like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know what kind of movie I would, I would score for because I feel like zo- the problem with zombie movies right now is that like, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of like, well, I shouldn't say that the train to Busan was, was really good. I like that movie. Yeah. But the, it's like zombie culture, kind of like zombie movie kind of culture, because because I don't want to say I don't want to say it's because of like um, the Walking Dead, but it's just like I think I'm just zombied out. You know yeah. what I mean? And um, so I don't know if I would do a zombie movie. I might do a vampire movie. You don't see too many vampire movies now. Yeah. No, fuck yeah. Especially like straight up actual horror vampire movies. You still get like these romantic ones and shit, but like a good horror one would be nice. Yeah, something like that. That would be cool. I would. I would like to do like a synth wave vampire movie. Fuck yeah! Oh yeah. But uh, so uh, my second uh, hypothetical question I like to ask all my guests is, uh, if somebody approached you and said, "Hey, you guys just released this brand new record, Speedway. You don't have to pick a song or nothing like that, but I want to make a music video for you guys, and I want it to be based on one of your favorite horror movies, just remade into a music video featuring you and the guys in the band. Uh, what horror movie would you choose, and how would you remake it into a music video? <laughs> I was gonna. Say- I don't know why. You ever see Society? Yes, fuck the shunting. <laughs> yeah, that's what it would be. It would be us playing at the shunting. Fuck yes, dude. That's the best answer I've gotten so far on the show in <laughs> 160 episodes. <laughs> just, just, just a big old flesh pile of weird mutant people having having an orgy. Fuck yeah, yeah. To get screaming mad George out of uh, retirement to come do the makeup effects. Yeah, shit. man. Yeah, oh, yeah. dude. You could probably even get Brian using it to direct the to direct the video. He's not doing much these days. I've uh, had him on the, the podcast not so long oh, ago. Oh shit, really? Damn. Yeah, I'm he's fo- I'm following Brian Usna. Damn. Yeah, he's a super <laughs> awesome guy too. He's he's one of those guys that just like had so many stories that like uh I had to stop talking to him. Like we went on for two hours and like, we could have gone on longer. So I'll probably eventually try to reach out and have him back on the show for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Damn but, Brian Usna. He was at he was at Mahoney kind of recently. Oh yeah. No, yeah, I think it was for that uh, zombie fest because they played Reanimator or something like that, like the first yeah. night of it or something. But yeah, because I wanted to go to that, but it snuck up on me. That was one that I was trying to shoot for. I think we're shooting for Freddy Fest maybe at the Mahoning, but I don't know if we'll make it or not. But nice. Yeah. I, but I haven't I, even been there this year. It's been it's been tough getting up there organizing it. Yeah. I want to go to. They're doing an Argento uh, weekend. Yeah, this, this weekend. weekend. Yeah, I'm, I might try to go up because I don't live. I live maybe like an hour and a half from there. So it's not like too bad of a drive, but it's just like getting people, getting my, getting organized is just always, always the problem. Cause you know, people, yeah. people, people cancel. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I'm a huge Argentina fan. I was thinking about that weekend too, but it was just like, fuck, you know, trying to make one of them happen. So, but uh, now I might just watch a bunch of movies this weekend of his. So just to kind of be in the spirit. <laughs> there you go. Just uh, one. Always good to put on. Right. Hell yeah. No, I think my favorite is uh uh, probably on a popular opinion, but Tenebrae is probably my favorite Argento film just because oh, Tenebrae um, is, re- is really good. Yeah, I like the, I mean, I know most of them have kind of a double twist, but I like the like double mm-hmm. twist in that one just because like how the guy took advantage of uh, like there being a killer to become a killer type thing. It also so, has one of the best like our l- limb hacking scenes in like yes. horror movie history. I saw that was a movie they played at. They did um, actually. That wasn't that wasn't an exhumed thing. That was a. Uh, I also live like a maybe like forty five minutes from the uh, Colonial Theater. 
Yeah. Um, and they, which is where, you know, they run out and they were, that's the blob theater from the, the Steve yeah. McQueen blob. But uh, they did, a, they do an Italian splatter fest Fuck every yeah. year where they play. And I think they did most of the, they do them all in 35 millimeter, which is cool too. Um, but they did the Tenebre one year and that was the first time I'd ever seen it. And it was, I was that scene. I just, everybody was cheering during that scene. Fuck yeah. Plus you got John Saxon in it, just long dong John Saxon. Yeah, dude was in like 9,000 movies and I love him every time. Yeah. Hell yeah. He even directed a horror movie. I just can't remember what it's called right now. But Oh wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. I would watch that. But uh, have you ever seen Hellmaster? That's one that, that's a low budget movie of his that you should definitely watch. That's He uh, directed Hellmaster? Okay. I, no, but- I have I have Hellmaster on VHS, but I don't think I've ever seen it. Well, no, he's not the director, but he's like the main villain in it. Uh, I bought the Blu-ray when Vinegar Syndrome did it. It's fucking awesome. I definitely recommend uh, checking that one out. It's just one of those super fun, like, uh, oh, they tried to create a new villain type thing. <laughs> it just didn't work. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, just they're like, we're we had a new pinhead. Yes, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they went like satanic with it and shit. It's a pretty fun. It's an overall fun movie, but it's just like one of those that you're like, oh, I see why it didn't work out. But mm, yeah, but oh, yeah. So pretty much uh, my final question that I like to ask all my guests is, uh, do you have a horror story of your own? And, you know, it could be from, you know, over the years of playing music or it could just be something that was scary as shit that happened to you in your personal life. And if you uh, believe in the paranormal, you're more than welcome to share a story of that nature as well. I don't know if I believe in the paranormal. And I think I like I like keeping it there because it keeps yeah. me like I, I don't like saying that I don't believe in in paranormal stuff. But I also like to keep things very like, you know, Agent Scully-ish where I, I'm like, hmm. That's, but I I fucking do I, I I do love watching like if I have my like reality show guilty pleasure it's all those ghost shows I fucking oh, yes. <laughs> I love them but I can't like I'm trying to think if I've had we used to be really into like going to abandoned places when I'm like early twenties we used to go to all these abandoned places and um, there's this mental asylum that's kind of close to here called Penhurst yeah which now is open to the public. Uh, you can do ghost tours of it. You can, uh, they turn it into a, uh, like a haunted attraction at, at Halloween time. But we, this was when it was still, uh, I want to say Geraldo back in the early eighties broke the story in, or one, some news channel broke the story about this place. And I say it was in back in the time when like mental health was not, the field was not doing too well like they would they were still yeah. doing like shock treatment to a lot of people if the, and they and they would tell parents too they're like if your kids got any any sort of mental disability uh just send them there because it'll be easier on you that's like literally what they used to tell people they're like don't worry about it just send them there and they'll so what happened was is there became too many patients at this place to the point where like there wasn't enough staff to to teach kids how to walk so there was rooms that were like covered in mattresses holy shit because and there were kids that were apparently up up until like they were like three or four years old who would just never learn to walk because there wasn't enough staff there to 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 teach them how to walk yeah um and then there was just a they they, you know their their maintenance staff was low so there would just be rooms that were completely pitch black with kids walking around covering their own shit and like it was and then and then the most fucked up thing was that like anybody who they would punish punish patients there for biting people and the way they would do that is that every time you would bite somebody they would take you to this dentist chair and they would put you in it and in each time you'd bite somebody they would punish you by taking out one tooth Mm. and there were people there that had zero teeth because they had bitten so many people so many times but it's just the fact that that's that's they're like yeah oh you've you've got 
a horrible mental disease. Um, shouldn't have done that though. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to give you more trauma and yeah. we're going to pull your teeth out. But it got shut down because it, it was this huge story. It was this huge breaking story. It got shut down and it got abandoned. And it is this massive, it's like a four massive building complex. And it is terrifying. Like it's these four buildings in the middle. There's this playground that's been completely engulfed in vines. Yeah. And of course me and my friends back then were all about going to abandoned places. So we're like, let's go to Pennhurst. And I don't know why, because I was even, I was still, you know, pretty, I was a horror, a pretty hardcore horror movie fan back then. We were, we broke like the cardinal, one of the cardinal rules of horror movies. Was like, yeah, we're going there. Let's bring a bottle of Jack Daniels and like a couple joints. And like, we'll be, we'll be fine, man. We'll party. And uh, I mean, we never got, we never got in there because it was, it was, we couldn't find a way in. And the only way in was this one window. And we found this ladder and my buddy went in and he fell on the ground and it was just, apparently it was just a broken glass just everywhere. Yeah. And he fell down and it actually turned out luckily that we brought the whiskey because he, he got like a huge gash on his hand. And, you know, I was like, you gotta, you gotta put whiskey on it, man. You gotta, you gotta disinfect that. So we just took the whiskey and just put it all over his hand. And, but we didn't see any, like, I've never seen anything that I would describe as, you know, paranormal or no, wait, I did see, I saw an alien or a UFO. Yeah. I saw a UFO. Uh, I want to say it was around like 2006 or 2007. If you look up Levittown, Pennsylvania, uh, there was a bunch of sightings around Levittown, Pennsylvania. And I was working at Guitar Center at the time. And I remember I was outside smoking a cigarette and I was looking out over the town and I see this thing just like appear. And it almost looked like it looked like a it looked like a Tylenol pill, like a like a capsule, like half of it was glowing red and then it was like oval shaped. Half of it was growing glowing red, half of it was glowing white. And then it just went like from one spot of the sky to like it went like that in an instant. And you could tell because of the distance, because where I was, you were kind of on a hill, so you could see things. So you could you could see the perspective of the amount of sky that it traveled in the time. And then it just went up and and disappeared. And then there was all these, all you know, I called up some like (laughs) I ran into, I was working at Guitar Center. And I ran in and I was like, I just saw a fucking UFO. I'm like, we got to call like the UFO. So we like Googled like the UFO, like center line. I called, I was like, I saw a UFO. And, and then they did. Yeah. It was like a, it was like a big thing around here for a while. Like a lot of people saw it and uh, it was in like a paper. They, they interviewed all the old people at this, the, 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 uh, I think it was called the blue fountain diner, which yeah. is one, one place where, action news uh here likes to if they want an old person's opinion they go to oxford valley uh blue blue fountain diner i think it's called uh, okay. they always they always just interviewed people old people there for their opinions <laughs> so i don't know why oh yeah that's all that's all i can really think of as far as paranormal stuff that's happened to me yeah oh yeah no i uh i'm one of those people that i am skeptical when it comes to like ghost or shit but when it comes to aliens i'm like 100 a believer so no that's just crazy i'll definitely look look that up for sure yeah man. but oh yeah now, I appreciate you for uh, sharing and everything with me and for jo- uh, joining me on the show, man. I appreciate you for coming on. Dude, absolutely. Thanks for, I had a blast today, man. Thanks for having me.
Of course. And as usual, I just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week as it'll be our monthly news and reviews episode featuring my buddies John Wren and Travis Bennington. However, this month we're not really going to be covering news or anything. We're just going to be going over what we've been watching for our 31 nights of Halloween, including some new releases like Hellraiser, Halloween Ends, Deadstream, and a couple more. So, And also, in honor of the 40th anniversary of Halloween 3, we'll be going over that movie and just having a discussion about that film as well. So make sure you check back next week for that. Go follow me on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all updates on the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can sign up for the Trash Mouth Horror Club over on Patreon for only $2 a month. The link for that is in the description. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and stay safe.